Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast takes you to explore art scenes at the center and fringe of the global stage. Today's story is part of our Puerto Rico Rising series, episodes that introduce the island's radical leaders, resilient artists, and resistance to foreign fantasies. Puerto Rico is an island steeped in contradictions. The idyllic tourist mecca is where unpredictable forces of nature, a stagnant economy, and corrupt leadership present complex everyday challenges for locals. After Hurricane Maria devastated Dominica, St. Croix, and Puerto Rico in 2016, journalists compared Puerto Rico to Greece, Detroit, and New York City of the 1970s, prompting myriad articles about its economic woes and the population's resilience. The art scene became more visible as Puerto Rican artists stepped into the fray with their creative projects. Some institutions stepped up too, notably, Puerto Rico's Museum of Contemporary Art. Founded in 1984, the museum known as the MAC was born out of the will of Puerto Rican artists and others in the community who recognized the urgency to create a fresh model for exhibiting and promoting contemporary art on the island. The museum is the only local institution expressly dedicated to the study, collection, preservation, exhibition, and promotion of art since the mid-20th century in Puerto Rico, the Caribbean, Latin America, and its diasporas. In 2019, when we venture to Puerto Rico, we head to the museum to meet director Marian Ramirez Aponte. Sitting in the heart of Santurce, the Museum of Contemporary Art became a beacon of hope for the surrounding community. Serving as an educational resource and offering space for the performing arts, not to mention channeling life-sustaining resources to residents, Ramirez led Mac's proactive role following Hurricane Maria. What I wanted to talk to you about is resilience in Puerto Rico after the tremendous devastation. Mm-hmm. Mac became very involved in helping fortify the creative community in so many ways. The outcome has been very positive in that there are many new opportunities that have opened up not only to individual artists but to organizations such as our museum, you know, to make Puerto Rican art better known internationally. And when the hair game passed, I was really very worried about the outcome, not only for Puerto Rico, but for the cultural sector. I had two very big concerns. One was, of course, to be able to respond as an institution to those communities and also to the artist community, which I knew that was going to be very deeply affected by everything that was happening and that was about to happen. So we uh, implemented a community emergency program 
And we designed that to serve that dual purpose, to help out the community, but also to provide working opportunities for the artists. So we had a school program for kids between 4 to 16 years. The time that they would regularly spend in school, we adapted some of the exhibition galleries and education rooms we have here to provide different kinds of workshops for them. And all the workshops were basically addressing key issues such as solidarity and climate change and aspects related to geography, etc. So it was, uh, you know, done with a purpose. And of course, for all these workshops and experiences, we were able to hire many artists. For the year of the hurricane, we counted 177 artists that we provided work opportunities Besides that, we had like an outreach program to provide art therapy and psychological support to different communities, mainly working with families and and the elderly. Of course, artists were also present as part of the facilitators, you know, the different workshops, etc. The museum really became the place for other arts organizations because I think it was like a week after we had power back and, you know, the architecture of the museum also helps us. We had the Conservatory of Music. They had their orchestras. They were rehearsing using the interior courtyard. We had Mauro, which is a ballet company. We had theater groups. We had Pro Arte Musical, so we had different concerts. And of course, we also created like a co-working space area. We had arts organizations and then we had individual artists working from the museum. We did a thorough research of emergency grants available for artists and arts organizations. And we were close to 52 volunteers to do the work together with the artists of filling out all of these um, emergency grants that were available. We were also able to help out different artists that basically had lost their studios. We uh, provided first aid assistance to secure the artworks and seeing how we could help them in the reconstruction. How does it feel now in the community? It was a very difficult time for everyone here in Puerto Rico, but I would think that the outcome with regards to the relationship of the community with the museum, it was strengthened more. We have even rethought part of our mission because we we see ourselves as as having a, a very important role in seeing how through this project we can help the communities. We see a lot of our cultural heritage that is at risk how the museum establishes a collaboration with these communities in preserving that heritage and in reaffirming the identities of these communities because it is a a moment of very rapid changes that we are seeing, you know. Buildings and buildings are being bought by investors. I was going to say, will affect the affordability or lack of affordability of the neighborhoods that are being developed. So we we see ourselves as taking you know very important part in affirming that these people live in these neighborhoods, that these neighborhoods have a history, that they have a very uh, rich cultural heritage, which can also be an asset for this strategy that the government is thinking of economic development through tourism. I think that the museum 
Museum in that sense has been like very uh, even revolutionary. For us, it is important that our permanent collection reflects and expresses the diversity of Puerto Rico and all of the challenges that we are facing. And I think that this program has been very important for everyone to have a voice in what are going to be those goals for the social and economic development of Puerto Rico. And I think the museum can make a, a big contribution towards that. What would you envision as moving forward a way of amplifying what you've already done? I think that right now we need to think in an interdisciplinary and, and even transdisciplinary uh, scenario to be able to attend to the practical problems in Puerto Rico. I think we are a very small island, but we have so many, many good artists here in Puerto Rico, and we see them working together, writers with visual artists, actors, etc. that I think that our community really has gotten stronger. In early 2021, we speak with the Max Contemporary Art curator, Marina Reyes-Franco. She explains how Ramirez continued to advocate for the museum when public life in Puerto Rico was shut down by the coronavirus pandemic last year. Well, when the pandemic started, basically we just had to <laughs> frantically think about many different things at the same time. It's like at a very practical level, are we allowed to go to the museum and like check on the collections. What if something happens? Actually, our director lobbied the government to include museum staff as essential workers so that the police wouldn't fine us if we were going to the museum to do the daily rounds in terms of checking the storage units. On the other hand, there was this feeling from the beginning of the year, really, or even going Bad years. I mean, that the education system is just like sorely lacking. And like a bunch of schools closed right after Hurricane Maria. It's like austerity politics and the hurricane and then earthquakes and the pandemic. Like everything is just compounded, you know. So we felt that it was like that the museum had to take a very strong stance in terms of how we can provide content and guidance and integration of arts into the curriculum. So that's something that the museum, like the education department has really focused on. We're gonna be doing a lot of community dialogues as well, sharing pieces from our collection and like having public discussions with different communities. There's gonna be like public showings of movies and like films that we have commissioned, short documentaries. That it was also very important that a lot of people realize that all we need is each other. Literally, my neighbor saved my life. My friends brought me food. It's as basic as that. And that's who you owe your life to. It can be very lonely, but it can also be very empowering to know that that's what you need. You need organization at that level. People that are close by, like, who are you going to help survive? director Marian Ramirez Aponte and contemporary art curator Marina Reyes-Franco of Puerto Rico's Museum of Contemporary Art illuminate the positive energy and do-it-yourself attitude demanded of those who choose to live and work in Puerto Rico. 
tested daily as they strive to sustain a vibrant cultural life on the island, these community leaders continue generating creative projects that enable others to rise, both emotionally and physically, above the challenging everyday circumstances that limit opportunities for Puerto Ricans to survive and thrive. If you like what you're hearing, please take a few minutes to rate and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you go to listen. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. Visit our site to learn more and explore the podcast archive we've been building since 2011. While you're there, sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support these stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk. <music>